Let yeah. me give a shout out to somebody real quick. Um, and that person is Destiny. Oh, oh I Because like that. let me tell you something out there, guys. And I appreciate all the super chats. <laughs> yes. This guy, he's got fucking balls. Yes, he does. He will go on any podcast. He will debate anybody. Yep. Left, right, up, down, he ain't scared. Yep. Okay? Is he right on everything? Clearly not. <laughs> but is he right on a lot of stuff? Yes. yes. But, you know, what's it, the famous Teddy Roosevelt um, quote about, or the poem about the man in the arena? Hmm. You know, um, it, give credit to the man in the arena, the man who shows up, yes. that is in the middle of the fight, that has blood and tar and sweat on his face, it's so easy to comment from afar. Right. It's a lot harder to be here and do what Destiny does. So shout out to you, yes. Destiny. Shout you out to I, you got a lot of I don't need your applause. I know you don't need my applause. I didn't come here for you to. Oh, I know. After me, but, super chat. Okay. Destiny. You were about to get two slices oh of cake, motherfucker. <laughs> now you're getting what's one. What's the next topic? What do you got? He's like no. the one that cried. And, okay. See, this, <laughs> but a voice oh. like Destiny is needed. You know, if you don't True. have some of your yes. opinions and your thoughts challenged, you're not really understanding different perspectives. That's what you got to appreciate about Destiny. Even when you give Destiny credit and give him a compliment, he goes fuck. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate that you come on the you know the saucecast and you you stand firm in your beliefs and you you know you back it up and everything because that's important for people to hear and to listen and as much as you get hate and the heat and, and all those things it's important to hear that perspective so we appreciate you here don't Thanks forget that Just and you can have cake. There you go. Appreciate it. Thank there you. you go. That's it. That's Next it. show though. Shots of tequila before we start. Okay. Yeah, we should. <laughs> How do we, uh, where's the tequila at today? Uh, should I go bring the bottles out? With do you the want tequila shot? Well, we're at the end now. So. No, we got about 25 minutes left. Do you want to take a shot at tequila? It's too late. Your card's in nothing right. Plus you're driving. No right. card will be charged. We've talked a lot about, um, we talked about Tate. We talked about um, crypto. We talked some finance. We talked American values. Uh, we talked a, whole, a couple of things. Let's get into some relationship topics right there uh, and what's going on. Sort of trending topics. And we'll talk about hypergamy and how the role of a man, the role of a woman and uh, this kind of stuff. I'm not looking at you for any particular reason. But we're, well, let's stick around this story that's happening currently in Miami. Uh, we're all familiar with what's happening with Tom Brady and his oh. divorce from Giselle. Nat's getting a little fired up right now. Now who the rumors are that Giselle is dating is pretty interesting. Do you know who she's rumored to be dating? Oh, you're going to appreciate this one. Okay, so Giselle. Pete Davidson. Huh? Pete Davidson. I know, oh, right? Pete Davidson. <laughs> freak out. So it's not a household name, but you're going to be very familiar yes. with this rumor right here. So Giselle's new man, reportedly, is Miami billionaire developer Jeffrey Sofer. Does that name ring a bell? No. He's your boss, honey. No. He owns the Fountain Blue and he owns Story Nightclub. He, I just kidding. Dave Grutman works Jeff. for him. Do you never you. heard that name? No, no. Love wow, you. that is insane. He's, you know, they're really... The, this guy the, right there? They operate in the shadows. <laughs> okay. So Giselle's reportedly seeing Miami billionaire developer and Tom Brady's friend, Jeffrey Sofer. This guy owns the Fountain Blue, which is the number one destination in Miami. Live. I am employed by okay. Fountain Blue. Exactly. So I told you... I'm shocked. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. So I'm not going to be bashing <laughs> Jeff Sofer. Hopefully I'll continue being employed. <laughs> exactly. We're not going to be bashing Jeff Sofer because we enjoy going to his establishments. Mm -hmm. But we are going to be talking about what we think is happening with... Uh, Giselle, but more importantly, uh, weighing in on some of the valuable lessons that we can learn from this, because apparently she was dating, apparently this dude, this jujitsu instructor, that her kid's jujitsu instructor. But we know that when women break up with a very powerful, rich man like Tom Brady, let's just say rich, successful, sometimes for short term they'll do stuff for fun, but for long term there is something called hypergamy, which is the act of dating up, and a, a wealthy, beautiful woman like. Giselle is not just going to date some clown or some jujitsu instructor. Now that he's a clown, he'll probably whoop my ass. <laughs> Your ass too, Dustin. Um, but there's a valuable lesson here Des uh, with hypergamy that women will not date down for a long-term relationship. So I said very publicly, I said, good luck, Giselle, finding the next Tom Brady. How many good-looking, successful 40-plus men out there that she'd be willing to date that are attractive to her that are single, make have worth than $400 million, and that actually live her type of lifestyle. Like, you can count it on one hand. And lo and behold, this guy Jeffrey Sofer is one of them. He's worth $2.2 billion. If you, if, you're, if you know anything about Miami, I'm actually shocked you don't. <laughs> he's a name. He, he's Dave Grutman's boss. Put it that way. And Dave Grutman is who? 
Dave Grubman is my boss. Exactly. <laughs> so he's your boss's boss. Yeah. Just put it that way. Exactly. Giselle's net worth is $400 million. Tom Brady's net worth after his new massive NFL deal with Fox is now $500 million. Jeffrey Sofer's net worth is $2.2 billion. So we have talked about hypergamy, about women will typically never date down long term. They will date up where men gladly will date down. They'll take some young hot chick that's got nothing going on and say, hey, you're coming with me now, baby. But here's my question. Uh, there's something called the bro code, right? And the bro code is that uh, if basically your homie is dating a girl or married to a girl, she's off limits. So my question is this. Uh, did Jeff Sofer, who's friends with Tom Brady, and this is all allegedly, we don't know of any of these facts, they've been seen together. Did he go against the bro code uh, in now dating Giselle if he's in fact friends with Tom Brady? If it's true, who's in the wrong here? Who's not in the wrong? Can Giselle do what he wants? This guy, by the way, was married at one point to L. McPherson. If you don't know who L. McPherson is, like before there was like Pamela Anderson, before there was Carmen Electra, before there was Gigi and Bella Hadid and Kendall Kardashian. Pull up a picture of, of L. McPherson. Okay, she was one of the biggest supermodels on the planet. That was his ex-wife. You can just go back oh, yeah. to that article. You have that? Yeah. Okay, L. McPherson. Scroll in a little bit. Boom. So this guy, you know, he dates... You get some good stuff going on right there. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you women aren't... Um, actually, probably an unfair question for you guys to answer. Bro code, because you're not bros. I'm just going to go out and say this. Gentlemen, don't break the, the bro code. Here's what I will say for the ladies. Have any of you, and I get that one of us has a husband here, ever dated a guy you were dating and end up dating one of his friends? Thoughts on this concept. Go ahead. No. No? Is this, no, why, why is I, that? I wouldn't because I think if you're dating someone, you get to know a certain aspect of them, um, whether that's intimately, physically, or intimately, period. Um, I also just got out of a relationship, so I don't know much about dating now because I was with my ex-boyfriend for almost four years, which was all of my early 20s. But I would not date one of his friends or would want to date someone, or would I want that to be done to me as well? Okay. So, Brody? No, no, never. I also think that these are adults and they can do what they want. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they have kids. I'm just like. Rebecca, yeah. you're exempt from this one because your husband's here. We're not going to. But there is a term called homie hopping <laughs> that we talked about right here. I I'm more interested, I'm not so much interested in whether you would date the guy's friend, it's, you know, a lot of guys are very uncomfortable with women having guy friends, mm -hmm. okay? So, like, because they're worried, all right, like, who's this guy? Like, what's going on here? Like, do you have any rules? Like, does James set any boundaries? Like, that's it. Any guy friends, they're cut off. You're married, now you got kids. No, I cut them off. Ooh, Like, I, I, cut, I cut off any... I barely have girlfriends, so like. <laughs> <laughs> but you elected to cut them off and say, why? I'm happily married now. I don't need any of that drama in my life. Yeah, I mean, I mostly had like gay guy friends and they don't want to hang out with a married woman. Oh, well. <laughs> no, you're true. <laughs> no, it's just true. But yeah. I will say about this uh, Giselle and whatever, um, you don't really have much, many options going up the ladder right like you dated or you were married to tom brady for what 12 15 years yes his friends are the only pool you can actually get from at that point i'm sorry like i could see why she would go over there i would care like at that point i feel like i have money you know like like i dated this guy i, I married this guy i have money now I, what i care about is like a father figure or like someone who's gonna be like you know a, an emotional like i think women of that caliber who have that much financial stability, they don't, I, 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 it's interesting that she went for him because I would think that at this point she would date for other, other, she would look for other things. Well, like I said, you know, this is, this is human nature. Yeah. Women, we, we just saw this with Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, uh, Mackenzie Scott Bezos. Short term, women will date for fun, AKA she's dating the Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. instructor. But at some point, human nature kicks in and hypergamy is a real thing. You've, I'm sure you've done episodes about this. 
that she's not going to date no slouch. She's going to need every woman says this, that they want someone on her level or above. And whether you're Giselle and you're worth 400 million or whether you're a hot model and you make a hundred grand, like you're not going to date down. It's just against your nature. You're just mm -hmm. not going to do it. So Giselle, whether she's having fun with the jujitsu instructor short term, that's fine. But the dating pool is so small for someone that that beautiful, so successful. They're probably and that's why friends. I kind of was saying, good luck finding the next Tom Brady. And it might be this guy, it might not be, but I'm not shocked that she's now dating a billionaire. Yeah. Nat, thoughts on this topic? Because I know you were very <laughs> eager to weigh in on this. Yeah. Camera over there. I think everybody was kind of looking for her to fall in her face, essentially, after leaving Tom. You know, everyone looks at Tom as like the goat, he's the man. Like, how can you top someone like this? And, you know, you, you see who she picks. And uh, from the outside, we're all looking like, oh, like, he's making more money. You know, this guy has a lot of money. She, she's winning. Um, but I would like to think that she's looking for something more than that. A lot of the time when people make money like that, it's a, they become a person who can make money like that. And that's usually the, uh, the attractive characteristic of that person is who they become during that process. Um, but... I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not surprised that she picked somebody who is a little bit more on the wealthier end. Again, I'm not surprised. It is, like, one of their friends as well, and Tom does know them. Um, and at the end of the day, if that's someone then that's making her happy and she's looking for a future with her, with him, then, you know, wish, I wish the best to her. Um, but I will say, you were ready to shoot her down and tell, her, tell us that she was going to lose and she's never going to find anyone who was going to be as good as Tom. And I'm going to call you out, Sauce. You know, yeah. I love you. Thank but you. I am going to say that just because at yeah. the end of the day, don't think just because, you know, you had a great ex that you feel like you can't top, that no one is out there for you because you'll be surprised the people who are around you and the places that you can put yourself in a position to find somebody who can fit and, you know, be better than your ex. And, and it feels like they, they fill all the boxes better than your ex. So don't get so caught up in the, how am I going to find better? Because better is out there. You just have to look for it and, and place yourself in the position for it. Yeah, well, um, I'm not going to be doing a public apology right now. <laughs> but what I did say, so I will admit that I did get caught up in my feelings because I am a huge Tom Brady fan. I know. And if you ask me what the poster, like the poster child or the poster family of a beautiful situation is, the quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, GQ Tom Brady, <laughs> marries supermodel Giselle, kids, family, like if this motherfucking thing don't work out, what will? Okay, so when she leaves him, he didn't leave her. Yeah. She left Tom Brady. I'm like, oh, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this bitch. Good luck out there, Giselle. <laughs> Good luck finding another Tom Brady. Yeah. And you know what? She went through her fucking Rolodex, and she's like, she saw okay. The she's like, she's like, yep. There's like four people on this dude's <laughs> level. Because think about it. She's not just gonna date some rich dude. Mm -hmm. She can go marry some fucking Saudi Arabian prince who's got a gut out to here. That's not what she wants. A good-looking guy. So enter. Tom Brady's homie, Jeff Sofer, who happens to be a billionaire, 4X, time what he's worth. So what I will say is this. A lot of women around me were like, oh, we'll show you. So, of course, <laughs> it was a girl in my life that sent me this article that's like, see, see, see. I'm not apologizing on behalf of Tom Brady. I will say that hypergamy is the winner here because good luck finding the next Tom Brady. She found a billionaire. Shocker alert. Don't forget that women will not date down long-term gentlemen. That is human nature. I do want to Miss Rebecca Barrett. Oh. I want to say, too, you think that, you know, for you as an outsider looking at Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen, you're thinking that's like the dream marriage, Correct. yada, 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 right? Like that's the pinnacle. That's what people aspire to. However, you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. You don't understand the resentment that can build up over time, especially because she's probably asking for one thing, which is presence and attention and affection towards her family. And I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying at a certain point when you're so fed up, she does not she's not looking at Tom Brady the same way everyone else is looking at Tom yes. Brady. She sees him as the guy who farts next to her 
on, on the bed. Tom, listen, snore. like I'm just saying. We're like not, Tom Brady does not fart. Okay? Yes, he does. <laughs> he wins Super Bowls. <laughs> what is wrong with you, he Rebecca? I'm just kidding. I'm, just saying, he, I'm kidding. You know, she's looking at him like he snores and he's breathing really loud and he's annoying. But she like, wants him to do more of that and stay home with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but resent like you have to understand. There's a yeah. point where like there's a level of resentment that you just don't come back from, and it doesn't matter if he like that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Let me say one thing, and I really appreciate you bringing this up because sometimes you need a smart, opinionated, happy housewife to just bring us back to reality. I constantly <laughs> we did we've done multiple episodes about the three P's about what men must bring to the table for women: be a provider be a protector and being present for his woman and an overabundance of women. When I ask them that, what is the most important to Presence. you? They say being present in my life. He can have all the money in the world and he can be the biggest alpha in the world and provide and protect for me. But if he's not there for me, it's doing nothing for me. And that is the one thing that I would say that men who've got a lot going on. Okay. Whether it's myself, whether it's Tom Brady, whoever, whether it's destiny, this guy's all over the map. It's that it is very hard for us to remain present and that women constantly say, quality time, quality time, be there for me, listen to me, communicate with me, hear me out. Guys are like, yo, what up? How you doing? All right, cool, cool, go straight. We go to you, boom, boom, boom. Women are like, no. Just, Who did we, was it with you or was it, I'm trying to think if it was with Pearly things. Um, I don't talk about like, I'm not like a wealth flaunting person or whatever, but I was, I was on a podcast we were talking and somebody mentioned that like, if your girl ever has problems, like if you buy her like a nice like piece of jewelry, like that's a good way to like smooth over a lot of problems. And I don't know what your relationship stuff was like, but like there's no amount of money that I could throw yeah. at my relationship. Yeah. No, I actually, no. And I, on the contrary, it would yes. be like something like, I love you, Melina, if you're watching. If I like take the day off and spent like a whole yes. like... 12 hours with my yes. wife like yes. that counts for more than what like flying her anywhere yes. in the world without me or doing anything yeah mm -hmm. look at my guy james is here supporting his wife James took the day off on the last day of the month in sales you know how yes, yes. close out close out he said no i'm gonna take the day and clap it up for james and rebecca just that is a husband right there yes. but that's true i mean I, I this is something that i quite frankly am learning yeah is to be more present because I've done, with any serious relationship, I've done the whole, the whole five love languages with girls. Yeah. And I remember just the girl that I was briefly engaged, married to for a hot second. Because um, it was that quick, like in and out. I remember we did the whole thing. We lived together. She worked for me. I employed her. Like, she, we, were, we traveled together. And we did the whole love language thing. And at the top of her list was quality, quality time. time. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom of my list was quality time. That's how it is. And I go, I go, what are you talking about quality time? We spend like 24 hours. She goes, no. I just need five minutes where you're there for me. And I'm like, I'm there for you every <laughs> second of the day. She's like, Off no. the phone. Dude, yeah. I had, I had so many fights with my wife. We'll, we'll, we'll be... We'll go through the whole week. We work out five times a week together. We've gone to dinner twice. We watch like all of The Last of Us, a show that came out recently. And by the end of the week, she'll be like, we didn't spend a minute together. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Yes. Yeah. Right. That is exactly. accurate. That is yes. accurate. Because guys don't operate that way. Yeah. If you and I it were hanging out. It would be so much cooler to just yes. be gay. <laughs> like, could you imagine? You're hanging out with a bro. You guys are like that. on your phone. You play a few games. And you're like, good time together. And you're like, amen, dude. Fuck each other. And you're good. You know. <laughs> Destiny, I'm not with you on that one. I'm not with you on that one. I don't think most men are. But that is the, that is the problem. That's like, how we got to free ourselves from these hypergamous women. It's got to be the bro code, the new bro code. <laughs> <laughs> Please can tell I, me you're doing a comedy bit right now. I am. Can I, can I say something earlier? Yes, for, I just want to dispel because a lot of people that are listening to a lot of the crazy things you guys are saying about bro code and, and dating friends or whatever. Yeah. Here is the reality. Anytime, there's a few, few things in life that I've learned. This is one of those things that I've learned and I will die by it. Anytime a girl or a guy says some shit where it's like, I'm not looking for somebody right now. I'm not dating someone. I wouldn't date my friends, friends, blah, 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 blah. If two people hit it off, yeah. it doesn't matter what the yeah. fuck the relationship is, they will date each other. Yeah. It could be your fucking ex-fiance. It could be your, depending on how far south you go, it could be your brother or sister. Uh, it can be your fucking friend of yeah. your wife, the sister, her, like sister-in-law, anybody. If two people hit it off, they will. There's a reason why people say like, 
you know, like bro code and bros before hoes and whatever. People say that because people don't do it, right? We wouldn't have those sayings yeah. if people weren't constantly putting like women or men. And everybody's got like that friend that when they start dating somebody, they like disappear from your life for like six months while they get lost in a new relationship. Like, yeah, that's don't ever don't ever mind fuck yourself into thinking that like, oh, this person would never do that. or This person would do that. People, if two people click, it's going to it's going to happen. They'll hide it. They'll lie about it. But absolutely. will. I, I, I think, think there's no denying the, yeah. your accuracy on that one. I think what, what a guy can do, though, is put up like defense mechanisms so people who have ulterior motives that are close to his girl cannot basically prey upon the relationship. I'll give you an example. I mean, I'm being real revealing right now. My last two girlfriends, the one I was engaged to and the one that I was living with before that, one is now remarried, not married, she's married, mm -hmm. and one is dating to, they're both uh, best guy friends. And I'm like, why is this guy always hitting you up? Oh, he's just my friend. What's up with this guy? Oh, he's just my friend. I'm like, well, now you're married to him. And now you're dating him, like in hindsight. So it's like, dude's got to be very weary of the friend that's checking in on the girl. Well, I'm I mean, living if proof the relationship ends, that but... the guy that I shouldn't be worried about is now married to my ex-wife. Well, but it's not like they didn't end the relationship because of those guys, right? True, they did yeah, not yeah. end the relationship with that. But any you know, girl that you see, well, though, if there is a girl in a relationship and she's like a decently attractive, yes. decent, yeah, there are at least six guys in the roster. No doubt, <laughs> waiting to take. Your, and there's their also a famous out. phrase, and I don't care what you say, I will die on this. A shoulder to cry on is also a dick to ride on. <gasps> so that's just how that works. That's okay. not healthy, ladies. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't All right, do that. I'm just letting you know right now. All right, moving on. <laughs> since we're talking about Tom Brady and Giselle, oh. let's talk about the lady that Tom Brady is dating these days. This girl, who is gorgeous, by the way, just scorched modern women. Let's scorched. Go. What this gorgeous girl from who was the former Miss Slovakia had to say about women looking for walking wallets. Wait, let's just take a look at it. Tom Brady's rumored lover, Veronica Rajek, slams women who look for walking wallets, not partners. Just show a quick uh, what this girl looks like. She seems, if we can scroll in a little bit, she seems like a very nice person. Okay? Can we just agree upon that? She just seems, I don't know, something about her is, seems very nice and lovely. Uh, here's what she had to say about modern women today, and obviously I want to get your ladies thoughts on this not you destiny uh here's what she had to say bear with me because this is what tom brady's rumor new girlfriend had to say about modern women today about women looking for walking wallets she said young men today face too much pressure for women's unrealistic high expectations it's tough to find wifey material out there it's really difficult to find someone to be with you in the good and bad times 80 percent of women in her opinion are gold diggers looking for walking wallets. They want the lifestyle, the millionaires, the jets, the mansions, the bags, the cars. But most men our age don't have it like that. Most rich men are over 40. Like us, Destiny. You'll be there soon. Most women are completely lost and have the wrong priorities. She doubles down. And now she says they need to adjust their expectations or their relationships will be miserable and unsuccessful. That is not how you grow together and build a healthy relationship you can't expect a man to slave away from you. It's too much pressure on the man. And she concludes with this. Women need to ask themselves, what are you bringing to the table and what are you offering? Ladies, uh, what do you think about what she had to say in her scorching disposition on modern women? Who would like to start? I can start. Um, I don't think she's wrong, but I think she's speaking on a specific demographic. I would not say 80% of women. I think, I think the majority of women are actually... Uh, uh, more independent and refuse to take anything from a man. I think it really mm. depends which state you're in, and it depends what. The, like in Miami, I think it's correct to say that probably 80% of women are looking for a very wealthy uh, man who will take care of them forever. But if you go to New York and you insinuate that, you know the girls there, you know they, yeah. they're man eaters. <laughs> You know, so yeah, women in New York will definitely work uh, for their paycheck versus yeah. a typical girl in Miami. Yeah, they, they'd rather work much. Okay, harder. so you're disagreeing with what she has to say. And not well, not with what she's disagree? saying. I how only much? I only disagree with the the numbers that she with the like estimated okay. percentages that. So she's. the only thing you're disagreeing with is that eighty percent of women. So yeah, what percentage of women do you think have this mindset then? Eighty percent in Miami. 
<laughs> that's a good okay. assessment. In, East, okay. in the in the Miami Beach Brickell area. Specifically, yeah. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. Specifically. So saying, but it's Brickell. not it's not just exclusive to Miami. You can you can throw L. A. in that category. LA you can for throw sure. any. Yeah. You can throw Vegas in that category. Yeah. You can I throw feel like certain Miami European is, cities. Miami is a different breed of woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even compared to fucking L.A., Santa Monica, any there, I've never been to a place in L.A. that is like Miami Beach for the type of women. I've never. Yeah. What have you experienced with the women in Miami? In Beach? terms of like one, in terms of like the amount of like money here, uh, like if you. <laughs> like if you see a brown person in fucking Miami Beach, they're like fucking royalty from like back home. Like everybody's like that's immigrated here is rich as fuck. Um, from my personal experience and from Melina's experience, there are a lot. If I go to L.A. or if I go to like New York or Austin, there's a lot of people that are rich and they're working really good jobs and like rich or they're doing investments or whatever. And they're rich. In Miami, it's a lot of people that don't even work. Their families mm -hmm. are just fucking wealthy as fuck. Yeah. They don't even have jobs. And I, I this is like a thing I talk to Melina so much about. I was like, what the fuck do these people do? For? She's like, I don't know. They go to the beach all day. They hang yeah. out. Like one of them is like a lawyer, but like no. Nobody else like has any jobs down here. They're all just like fucking super filthy rich. And then yeah. in terms of like how out there the uh, appearances are of all the people down here, it's a very particular type of thing. Uh, the BBLs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I would say, like I feel like Miami. I mean, I only lived in the LA area for three years, but I feel like the Miami, the South Beach area, um, and then over like downtown Miami is a, it's very different from even other cities in the U.S. That's just my experience, but I don't go out as much. Maybe. But this girl does not live in Miami, just to be clear. She no, she's milking an audience online of that red pill shit. I don't think she. I was gonna say she's shit. listening to a lot of Fresh and Fit. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Right I now. mean, she's accurate. Like I think that. I agree with Brody that I don't think it's the majority of women. I think if you're looking at these specific groups or these specific podcasts or people that are speaking online, you can assume, like if I was watching Fresh and Fit every day of my life for like six hours a day, I would think that every woman was like that. But then you go to different places across the US, just even like, from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Like you're not seeing the same girl in Fort Lauderdale than you're seeing in, in Miami or even Orlando. Yeah. Like, Or even Miami to Miami. Uh, go, yeah. go west of yeah. Miami more, so, yeah. So, so yes, I do think that women milk men for their money. I don't think it's that like 80, 90%, um, but like just go to the Midwest, go somewhere else. like. Yeah. You're going to find good women out there that are looking for traditional values. And if that's what you're that's what you want, go for them. It's also interesting coming from a woman dating yeah. Tom Brady. Dating Tom Brady. She's like, that I was my whole point. Yeah. Wait, I was like, easy when you look yeah. like that. And you're dating yeah. Tom Brady. Wait, wait, now you're shitting she? on women. Yeah. How old is she? She's in her early 20s, mid 20s. Jesus. Like oh, 25. Wow. I mean, Find her no, age, good Veronica for her. Good for her. Enjoy no, yourself. Good for her. And I think that she's right on a few things. I, I think that she may be consuming a lot of the talking points out there. And it's yeah. easy to get lost in the sauce. 27. Hmm. She's 27. Yeah. yeah, okay. So Leonardo DiCaprio would fucking throw her in two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Expired milk. No. So. Expired all right. milk. <laughs> so just to be clear, and you live in Miami. Do you want to weigh in I on this? Go ahead. I live in Miami because I have two sides of the story. So I'm a model in the modeling industry. You do see a lot of, hey, I want to, like I'm a gold digger, I want money, I want to be with people who have money, et cetera. You're saying that the models operate like that? The majority of them. Okay, the majority, the majority of the I models. Know. Yes. And this is not, you know, to talk crap, this is just what I have experienced. And I come from a very, work for what you want, and then yes, when the time comes for you to meet your future husband or the guy that's in your life or whatever, Yes, he'll be a provider, but you're not depending on him. And you are not going to weigh in on, okay, hey, like this is what I want for me to get for me from the store when you can go ahead and get it for yourself. Um, so seeing that in the modeling industry, it's really mm, opened up my eyes because I guess you can say I also lived in this world where I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, I know how to work for what I want and I know how to be independent. But then having friends in the modeling industry, it's like, no, we don't do that. We wait or we go out and we seek for it, but making sure that it's coming from someone else. So it's like, but you can work for it. So I've had to learn or better yet, just be mindful of situations like I this that happen. <laughs> that happen because I also don't live in the city of Miami, like Brickell, South Beach or downtown. I live in Kendall, which is a wonderful city that I've grown up in for the past 20 years. And it's very family-based, you know, your schools, your cities, your 
day-to-day jobs, et cetera. So seeing that side of the story, it's also different when you incorporate in my line of work so that when people see me, it's like, oh, you're so pretty. You must be like every other girl. I'm like, no, this is not it. Like, yeah. I, if I'm going to be with you, it's because I want to be with you. We hit it off, whether I said I'm dating now or I'm not dating now. Mm-hmm. We hit it off, and hey, it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or if you have... 30 grand in your bank account. If I think I, if I think I like you, I'm gonna be with you through thick and thin. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, so let me a- let me ask you guys this because the biggest objection that I heard was, I agree, for the most part, but I definitely disagree with the whole 80 percent of women operate like this. Yeah. Right. Right. So what I want to kind of hone in on is what percentage of women, nationally in America or even internationally for that matter, do you think operate as like looking at men as walking wallets and what women are like, yeah, I don't need a man to pay for anything. So if you could just kind of give me your opinion on the numbers. So if it's not 80, what number do you think it is? I think 80% of women are hyper-independent in America. So you think that it's closer to 20% and it's yeah. the exact opposite. And I think it's like the 20% is like the, the 20% of the population that is genetically blessed to be naturally good looking and and therefore assumes that they can pull it off yeah sometimes these girls who operate like this aren't even that good looking and they just kind of entitlement it's surprising i've been i'm so sorry like yeah go ahead i think everyone is beautiful in their own way really but physically sometimes i'm like you did that like she's gonna you, go there. Let's I was like, go there. you really did that Basically, like you're saying you're not even breaking. hot enough to no, have that kind of attitude no, go ahead no, so <laughs> Yeah, name some names, bro. No, he names names. I'm flabbergasted at times. I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So how hard do you have to be to have this kind of mentality? You have to be a nine or a ten or higher. I think it's just your mentality that gets you there. Let's I think you're pretty good at sales. I think. Oh yeah. I don't think it's a matter of looks. I've seen gentlemen with like terrible looking women no offense you know like i know you say all women are beautiful but no offense but i think it's a matter of like like the sales part how do you sell yourself to this gentleman and how do you get them to feel like they want to spend on you i don't think mm. it just looks like mm. i, I don't like think how much you can stomach really someone rebecca like. what percentage of women do you think operate like this i would probably say I don't know, I like that 80-20 rule, but I I would skew probably 20%. Maybe less than that, like Brody said, because yeah, honestly, like, to be honest, I'm, if I'm looking at the women out there in the world, just in general, we have a skewed look at how we think about ourselves. Like, I know girls that are very heavy set that, like, probably need to go to the gym a little bit, saying that they're a 10 out of 10, they don't need improvement, they're the best version of themselves, like... Oh, don't get me started on these women, Rebecca. Well, I'm just saying, like, I I genuinely think that we have a hyperinflated view of, you know, what we look, and then we get disappointed when the men don't want to caress our roles. Very diplomatic. <laughs> Caress our Caress roles. Our roles. <laughs> Do you mean like gender roles or like no. physical roles? Physical muffin tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. What percentage of women do you think operate like this nationally and then in Miami? Okay. That is a great question. So let's start off local. I want to say local, especially because of the industry that I'm in. I will definitely go with the 80, 20, 80 going for, they do operate like this, 20 going for Oh, so you agree with Brady's girl. For Miami. Miami. In the city of Miami, growing up in Miami, in my industry as well, it's, and also like when I'm talking about my friends, like these are my friends from church. Like I, I, I love Jesus. I go to church and then it's like, okay, but I'm also in the modeling industry. So it's like, you see a little bit of everything, you know? Um, <laughs> but I want to say worldwide. So I'm also I'm an international model, and I've had the opportunity to travel to India, Sri Lanka, Japan, El Salvador, and I think, honestly speaking, I have seen the level of independence in women as a high, high rising. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool to witness, coming from Miami, um, and I would go maybe with like a 70-30. 70 independence, 30 dependent rate. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Destiny, you never never want to shy away from topics. Yeah, you I'd get, say like 3 or 
three or four percent that are actually like this like if you look at the yeah. data most people date within their geography within their social class within their race like yeah. that's just most people just date people around them that's just like that's most people but when we're talking about gorgeous models that's gorgeous they can models be broke are, as shit they can date tom brady if you're really pretty, that's not, but you're that's, talking not like that's not people around them Sure, but this is top what percent, right? If you're if you're the top one percent of looks, you might be able to date the top one percent of money. But in general, people date like the people around them. I think. Mm. And also, okay. looks fade. You know, it's like your substance at the end of the day is what were you yeah, read? Then you get a new ah, then you need to looks fade. Looks fade. The muffin Your wrinkles are gonna get more wrinkly. The stretch marks are gonna get more stretchier. Like there's only so much Botox can do. Looks fade. I love that. Your you stretch know? marks are gonna get more stretchier. <laughs> okay. Um, Shout Nat, out to you want to weigh in on this before we go to the next topic? Um, I'm kind of like I would say like 10. percent I'm not. I don't think like a lot of women, like are pocketing men like so basically all we're saying is that a very small percentage of women are quote-unquote gold diggers yeah and it's not at this 80 percent number yeah. yeah but they out there they're out, they're out there. there be they're weary there. gentlemen they're out there and i think <laughs> when you're in certain areas you're gonna get more of it but yes. i don't think it's like your everyday woman either and just be careful out there if you have yeah. that mindset because you'll miss out on a great girl mm. uh with that mindset and, and, it, it's sort that. of an old because i was just at ultra Okay, the other day. Quick story, then we'll go to the next thing. Uh, I was just at Ultra, and obviously I met you at Model Volleyball two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, um, and um, I interview a lot of women, models. At Ultra, I was interviewing all the party girls that were there. I was shocked by how much they didn't care about money. Shocked. Really? You're talking, yes. I was, like, meaning, how much money do you want your man to make? How much... Do you care? And to the point where I'm, I'm expecting six figures, six figures, I'm expecting mm -hmm. that. And there was a crazy amount of number of women who were like, no, I don't care. I work. I can take care of my man. I was like, all right, would you be willing to take care of your man? And would you, would you lose respect for your man if he made significant less for you? And I'm thinking that is a red line. Yeah. Like, this is not how I roll whatsoever. And so many young women were okay with this. I don't know if that's modern feminism that's kind of seeping in and being like, I don't need no man. I make my own money. I think the kind percentage of, a thing. of women that are willing to date a guy that makes less than them, yes. that number has been rising over time. Over the okay, past, so like, you have some years. stats on this? Yeah, I think if you look up like uh, like woman willingness date down socioeconomic, like the number has been increasing over time. And why do you think that is? Because women are earning more money. Yeah. There's a weird thing where, like, uh. people, the, the way that you phrase the question, point, like, people go back, like, women always make somebody that earns uh, or marry somebody that always earns more than them. Yes. Well, yeah, but for a lot of human history, that's because women aren't working. <laughs> so, by necessarily, of course, they're going to be uh -huh. marrying somebody. So, yeah. thing, so, you're saying things, times they are changing. Yeah. I mean, you must have strong feelings about modern feminism and all this, about, but is it income driven or is it just finding a man and not being uh, single? And uh, one of the questions I asked a woman was, would you rather? This is so funny because I think of you when I talk about this type of stuff. Would you rather be single and successful or a happily married housewife? That was one of the questions I asked all these women at Ultra. And they're partying, they're having the time of their life. What do you think the most common answer was? 80%, maybe 90%, single and successful, single and successful, single and successful. And I, I interviewed like groups of girls at a time. And occasionally, very occasionally, one girl would be like, yeah, I don't know, girls. I kind of want to be happily married. And the girls are like, what? <laughs> and it was just, so, I mean, you must have strong feelings about this. Speak to the women out there about what's going to happen when you're single and successful and 40. I mean, I was on that trajectory of being single and successful. I was running startups. Like, I, like listen, there's a certain point in your life where you've reached the amount of success that you could possibly reach in your life. And I'm speaking on my, like through my experience and my, and just seeing my friends in the space in the entrepreneurial space and like running businesses and whatnot, like you can do that to a certain extent, but at some point biology kicks in and that desire to want to have at least a baby, not necessarily get married but at least wanting to have a baby i know friends that are successful founders and ceos that have been that have frozen their eggs for the last like i don't know i have 
six girlfriends that I used to be friends with that have frozen their eggs. Um, and it's just a reality. Like you gotta prepare for these things, but I don't know. I was, I was using different copes like alcohol and other antidepressants and stuff like that to basically keep pushing forward and trying to fight for my seat at the table and be like uh, Randy Zuckerberg and like the whole lean in mo movement. Um, so I would say that if you're a woman out there and you think right now, like, oh, I'm in my 20s, everything's going well, like I'm working my way to the top, yada, 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 like that same energy that you're pointing towards your job, like maybe start thinking about your fertility, maybe start thinking about, do I want to be married? Is that something that my 35-year-old self could see? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you're 20 and everything's fun and tight and fresh and like guys are paying for things around you and you're just like living the best life cool but once you hit 28 29 you're like this these guys are not beckoning mm -hmm. me like they're not asking for me they're not getting my number like things dry up the botox is not enough <laughs> the filler is not enough the bbls are not going to get you to uh to happiness that's right. just my opinion I've seen a lot of women go down that path and end up being miserable women that try to make other women miserable. Um, and that's just my two cents. And that, that breath of fresh air that you did on that one episode, yeah. you're like, <sighs> listen, listen. Jesus slash James, take the wheel. <laughs> being a housewife, you know, comes with certain ups and downs too. Like for some women, I still make YouTube content. Like I'm still doing something. I have a hobby. I do like I I like I don't know, teach my daughter how to say words. Like she's actually saying complete sentences now at 1 years old. So like I'm I'm doing things that drive like that give me a purpose and that's something that we have to think about as well cuz like that's if you're right. just a bored housewife, you're going on TikTok telling all your spilling all your tea about your husband and then possibly getting divorced yeah all right well respect to you respect to james for being here i remember when i had to teach somebody how to, to use sentences and read and her name's natalia oh. look at, <laughs> look at her now look at just, i'm doing she's, well she's killing it Good right job, there. Sass. all right we got one last story left i have a bunch of stories here so we could talk about uh silver foxes we could talk about simping ain't easy we could talk about men and women and their money, or we could talk about traditional wives, we could talk about withholding sex from your man. How about this simping one right here? Yeah, I like that one. Okay, all right, let's play this video. Women, uh, men, gentlemen, so I'm sorry we couldn't get to the rest of the stories, we'll wrap this story up and then we'll do the happy ending and we'll do our thing, we'll have some cake. Cake. We'll have some cake, okay. Um, if you need a master class on how not to operate for your woman, watch this video right now. Let's see if we can uh, play this and uh, can we expand it and get the volume up? Here he is. Okay. Oh, she's listening to some lo-fi. All right, let me let me do that again. So can I start over? So if you need a master class on how how not to operate with a woman, watch this simp right here. Go ahead. Video right now. Let's see if we can play this and can we expand it? We gotta start over. No. Go ahead. Ready? Go ahead. Start the video over again. Oh, here he goes. He's singing to his girl. She's like, oh, dude, what are you doing, homie? Can we turn the volume up? Then her actual boyfriend should. Those tears don't look fake, buddy. He got a cowboy hat. Tranquilo, tranquilo, ya. Tranquilo, tranquilo, amigo, calm down. Oh man, that's his friend posting that. 
footage. Yeah, right? I, even if it is oh. fake, which I don't know that if that is that Nothing nominate yet. Hector for an Oscar right there yeah, because he was killing that thing. <laughs> um, so how about this? We'll ask the ladies. Clearly, that is the worst approach that you can do to show interest in a woman. That is the exact opposite of playing it cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think I would kind of like to be serenaded. Obviously, really? yeah. please make sure that I'm single because it's just weird if you're, you know. But okay. like that? Yeah. You want to be serenaded like that? I mean, he was crying because he was sad. But you want to be serenaded like that? No, he has okay, to have no, a little no, bit no. more. <laughs> you don't want to be serenaded <laughs> like that. So how about you want to be serenaded rose petals and it, it's special for you, not out your house, and then your real man comes walking out like, what's going on? No, you don't want to be serenaded. Okay, okay. Stop I'm playing, girl. Don't, don't do that. Listen, Nat is speaking from experience, okay? She's don't got dudes <laughs> with ukuleles out there, Ooh, with fucking guitars and violins, oh, with stereo boxes <laughs> she's upstairs with her man <laughs> oh my god when it comes to, when it comes to yeah. things like this there's never a bad action it just it has to be at a certain level of like mutual interest correct That's like correct. you so there like i will kill myself for ever doing it but if i were to ever to do anything like that to melina she would die she'd love it she would Aww. and i bet you're because you live together girl, well yeah. and because like i because it would show extreme humiliation and embarrassment on my part and <laughs> yes. like i'd be making the effort to do some yeah. crazy yeah. shit but if it's like some girl that it's like i just went out on my second date with her and i'm gonna get her with this next time <laughs> yeah, that's no. like red flag no. as fuck you know okay yeah. so you're saying that this is do, appropriate but... if you're dating someone and you're already you have something going yeah, on connection to show sure. that level of interest is actually a turn on yeah when you yeah. date so if i'm fighting with my girl right now we're not talking whatever and i show up and i'm like playing the violin and I like you're saying that's a good look could yes. be yes you I ladies agree so. no no no, no. okay I have Rebecca a story. I have a story oh, go ahead Rebecca so when James and I first started dating we lived in New York and so we would I lived in Astoria he lived in Brooklyn so we would meet in the city right and so we have to go opposite ways but at 34th street or like uh just like these stations where you can literally see the opposite track yeah he would say like hey girl <laughs> what's up girl i see you and like other people would be around me right and i would be shy like i'd be like what is he doing about? or he would like blow me kisses and stuff like that from the other side of the track but i was already invested like i was already in it he had hooked me already yes. right so to me i thought that was super attractive i thought it was cool that other people were looking and you know like you, you're getting you're, the butterflies. I was getting catcalled yes. by the guy that I wanted <laughs> to get catcalled from. Yeah, just be getting like flowers in the office from like your boyfriend that you love yeah. versus like a guy that saw you from across yeah. the street. Yeah, that's right. like gotcha. that's just, yeah. But one is really once endearing, and you want to show them to your friends. You're like, once look at this. Once he's got yeah. his hooks in you, and you feel some type of way, then and nothing's can, off limits. The singing, the flowers, the catcalling. Even if. But if uh, Pedro over there is just uh, <laughs> went out on one date with no. her and he shows up at her doorstep. And he's singing. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cringe fest right there. Yeah. So what is, I guess the question is this. Um, let's just say, granted, I totally understand. If you, you've already been together, you're dating, you've had sex, the whole thing. It's like, then just pull out all the stops. But if there's, you know, you just started dating, there's some mutual interest, but there's nothing official. How should the man play it ideally? Should he put his cards out on the table? Should he kind of play it cool? What do you think, Brody? Just be a human being. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't just be, be a human, human being, being Brody. Give me something better than that. Hey, I had a really be great yourself. time. <laughs> just be yourself. No, don't be yourself. No, it's not about being yourself. yourself. It's psychopath. about like not overthinking it. It's not like I can't text her because I went out with her last night. Had a great oh, yeah. time. You know, like text me on your free. It's really not that hard. No, <laughs> Destiny and I, are as, as dudes, realize. When, okay, when you're when you're in the courting stages, the beginning stages of a relationship, there's a constant. You've got like the amount of affection that you show, and the amount of affection that you have for the person, mm -hmm. and it's a kind of a game of of ratcheting it up back and forth, back and forth. So maybe you ask somebody out to dinner, and then maybe you like offer to take them home. You give them a kiss at the doorway, they return a kiss. Maybe you like text them the next day. You ask if they want to go out again and watch a movie. Maybe and then come over and they come over. Maybe you have sex, right? It's this type of thing. But if you start too hard, even if they do have a high level of affection for you, I think that there's red flags, I think for, for women especially, probably for men too though, there are red flags that will go off. If you have a really cool date with a guy and it was a really good experience, it was fun, and the guy sends you a message, he's like, that was cool, like let's do it again like next Friday or something. Or even like, fuck it, I really liked it, let's hang out tomorrow. That's okay, but if you get like a three-page text from a yeah. guy that you've been on one day with, and he's like, "Listen, yeah. I really think you might be like the one," and I know this, and I know it's fast, but like, I love you so much. We got along so we got along really well, and it was so. That's cool. over there 
throwing a peace sign out yeah, over there. You're gone. She's even gone. if you had yeah. a really yeah, good yeah, time, yeah. even if you really liked the guy, and even yes. if in another world, even if he would have shut the fuck up and you would have gone that path, him saying that that early sets off all sorts of red flags. But it's the same with women too, right? Yeah. Even as a guy, if you go out on a date with a woman and she's texting you like, oh my God, like this is so cool. You said your parents live nearby, right? Like we should go like hang out with them sometime. Blah, blah, like, and you're like, bro, yes. I just met you like yesterday, right? Yeah. Even for guys, like the this is like the one piece of thing I was always saying. You know being who I'm like, thinking of right I now. I know you're yeah. thinking of. Being really clingy and coming off like that is like the ultimate like for any, for guys or girls to do that. It's a really bad thing to do. Yeah, and not just getting the cool. hint. be cool, be cool. Be cool, yeah. baby. All right, last question. So when a woman is done, you know, they say when a woman is done, she's done. She's moved on. Uh, is that true? And if so, and if not, how can a man get his girl back? Mm. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. Just a joke. Total joke. Uh, asking for a friend. No, I'm kidding. When a woman, no, because I've obviously been in relationships. And I've been in a situation where the girl that I've mentioned a few times, we were engaged, we're on again. It was the most up, down, left, right relationship. And I got her back, even though she eventually was done with me and now we're done. But the point is, I've had experience with this. But when a woman is done, like, is she done? Or is there still some wiggle room for the guy to come back in and win her over? Thoughts, ladies? I think it's all very depending on the circumstances. I mean, I've gone back to exes before, um, all to my detriment, most likely. But you know, to your detriment, most likely. Okay. It's it's like wasting time when. How you did know, he get you back? Just waiting and waiting for the vulnerable spot. Hey, are you, he how was are you? waiting in the bushes with <laughs> yeah. the vulnerable spot, not yeah. singing out. A shoulder to cry on. <laughs> A shoulder to cry on. Thank you, Destiny, with the callback of the yeah. night. Shoulder to cry on. Okay. But otherwise, I think I think it doesn't benefit either party to go back to a relationship that's to not working. To run back? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. What's yeah. your opinion? Yeah, I think uh, men can... The way you can tell a woman is done is that she's cold. Like, she doesn't want to be around. She... You can tell a woman's, like, disdain for you in a sense that, like, she doesn't text you the same, like, if you guys are in that dating stage, right, like, the, the courting, going back and forth, if she's not texting you in full sentences, she's saying no, yeah, okay, like, or she's just, like, replying with emojis, she's not into you. She's not into it. She's done. She's moved on, right? But... Um, if you're married, and I look at it through like a marriage lens, if you're married and your wife has completely like sh shut you out, she's done with you, you can still repair that marriage. You just have to go through counseling, you have to put in the effort, you actually, actually have to communicate what's going on within the relationship. Even if you're dating for a long time, I think that you can uh, reconcile these uh, relationships through just having these open, honest conversations with one another, saying what you expected, what your expectations, wants, desires are on each side and be like, you're not meeting that for me, you know? And not using language like, you never do that or you always do that or, you know. The blanket statements never work. Yeah, but, and also like. Did I just use one right there? <laughs> but if you're, if, if you guys don't know how to communicate with one another, it's just yeah. any relationship will fail, whether you're in a long term relationship or a marriage or even guys. There's that there's that word again. Communicate. Cringe. Yeah. I know. So hard. <laughs> Us I, guys really out hard. here are like we got to communicate and talk more. Yeah. Okay. And not, yeah. And, yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. But as but I will say as a woman, we it's really easy to be like, you're not doing this. And I'm not like I am. You know, I'm perfect in all my regards. Like, no, you have to own where you messed mm -hmm. up or your own yeah. faults and hear what that person genuinely has to say about where you're lacking or where you're not putting in what you're not putting into the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. We could have talked about sexless marriages because I have been talking about that topic but it's like it's leading that was one of the topics we could have talked about but we got to wrap this thing up I we got to pay some bills flow final thoughts can a man uh is it when, when a woman's done is she done can a man get her back how does it work i think when someone is done they are done but i do believe there will always be wiggle room regarding to the level of intimacy that you had with that person 
And I'm not just talking about sex, I'm talking about you get to know that person behind the scenes. They get to know you behind Sosnick. They got to see you how you were at home. They got to smell your farts. They got to see your drool. They got to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, even though you may fart in liquid gold, cool, congratulations, but it's like, there's always gonna be that memory that you revealed, have, yes. that memory that you have with that person. And, and sometimes memories are things that don't just fade away. You know, mm. maybe you could be done with the person, but you can say, damn, I had that good memory with them. And if they take on that moment and it's the right moment and I'm vulnerable or whatever the case may be, there's wiggle room and vice versa. Okay, I guys, so there's a, there's a chance that they're not. You want to weigh in on this? Um, yeah, I think whenever you, you know, kind of what, what Flo said, when you have a past with someone, there's always that emotional, somewhat attachment. Um, I think when you're done with somebody, it's just a decision you have to make, and then you have to follow that with your actions. Um, I think there's always that little bit of, I had a point where we had a moment together with you, you know, but again, I think it's a decision, and then that's when you start to act cold, and you start to, you know, kind of show them, like, this is done. Um, but I do think if an ex comes back and you're in a place where you are vulnerable, you know, your level of accepting them back is a lot higher than maybe going to a stranger. So I, you know. Shoulder to cry on. <laughs> Shoulder to cry on. There you go, that's guys. You do it. Uh, so that's my feedback. I feel there. like when it comes to getting back with exes, there's like two ways a relationship can end. If it ends like in a catastrophic, like a big event, I think there's a higher chance that you can go back and make it work because maybe it was just like one stupid thing, depending on how crazy it was. But if you've got a relationship that's like fading out over time, there's probably a lot of resentment that's building because of a lot of collections of different yeah. types of behaviors. It's way harder to go back to those. You probably need more time. Like if somebody gets stupid and gets wasted and hits on a friend or something, oh, hopefully not more serious, something like that, it's like, okay, whatever. But if it's like a collection of like, this guy doesn't do this, he never responds to my fucking text, he can't fucking put his clothes in the hamper, he can't fucking, it's like thing after thing. Like, it's it's way harder for them to be like, oh no, like I can change, like because you have to do way more work to get those back. I think so. I it's think like, it really yeah, depends. You're not on changing. You're, there's a there's a, a laundry list. No pun yeah. intended. Of so that's like one of those things where like maybe when you meet again in five years, if they have like changed those things, maybe. But have I think if it's been seen, like a slow burnout, I don't think. You ever seen no. the movie The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer yes. Aniston? Mm -hmm. Do you I think know. they ended up getting back together at the end when they ran into each other after all I the know. shit they were dealing with? I don't know. Kind of kind of ended that way. Probably to get back together. Anyway. This has been awesome, guys. 100th episode. We can have some cake on air or, or off cake. camera? Off camera. Na oh, off camera? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Anyway, uh, for Flo, you've never been here, but at the end, we do what is known as the happy ending. Oh, before we do the happy ending, we got some super chats. I do have some super okay, chats. Okay, so before we, do the, before we do this happy ending with the super chats, go ahead. Okay, so we'll go to them right here. First, we got Beaten Cheeks. We saw you in the chat. Appreciate you, Beaten Cheeks. He said, hola, <laughs> I just tuned favorite in. guy. <laughs> uh, we just tuned in. Hope you guys are good. Uh, bye, Nat. Bye. Uh, then we have, uh, we need a Destiny and Adam show. I like that. I like Ooh. that. Uh, then we have Gina. Even two great people cannot be right for each other. People change. Some people don't. And that's the worst somehow. But... Uh, she isn't trying to find better than Tom. She's trying to find someone who isn't Tom. Uh, then we have another one. Uh, sending love and peace to Brody. Thank you for sharing. Don't feel ashamed. They're exposing their true colors in the world. Um, respect. And then we have Marcus. You guys are thinking about behaviors as static when coming up to percentage of women that view men as wallets. It's probably a phase or a behavior of young women that changes over time. Um, so that's it for the chats. Thank you all for the chats today. I didn't get through all of them, but I did read a majority of them. So we appreciate you guys all. Um, and of course, like the video, comment, subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. And all of you have stayed to the end of the episode for the 100th episode. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, and let's go to Sasa's favorite part, the happy ending. Yeah, it is. I know it is. Um, well, I, I uh, 100th episode. We've been doing this for two years now, wow. not 12 years like Destiny. But one day, if I work hard enough and I live in America and I just keep on keeping on. <laughs> the land of the free, the only country with podcasts. Thank the God. only yes. country with podcasts. Yes, Maybe one day I could become a good-looking man with blue hair, with red, white, and blue on his face. Shortly, when the cake ends up, maybe only in America, as they say. Um, but uh, during the happy ending, everyone gets a chance to say what's on their mind, give a plug for what they got going on, where they want to be found, and then a final message that they want to do. Brody, I'm so proud of you. Yes. We we started off today's episode with something that I know you probably wanted to get off your chest, and I think you're better for it. I think we're all better for it. And I think now you're you're free. So congratulations to you. Uh, what's on your mind? What's 
What do you want to get off your chest that you haven't already done? And where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Meira Brody. It's spelled M-E-I-R-A-B-R-O-D-Y. And honestly, I did not expect to speak about that at all today. It was completely... Neither did we. It was breaking yeah. news. Yeah. It's not like I was like, hey, for my 100th episode, could you bust Andrew Tate out of jail? That'd be yeah. really great. It's been like the topic I've avoided addressing for the longest time. So, yes. it, you know, it is what it is. You know, I history is a history and life is life and life is good ultimately. So that's all I have to say. Clap it up for Brody for being a brave woman. Stop it. Okay. Rebecca. <laughs> You brought your husband, finally. I've been asking to meet James. I know. Cool dude out here. We're going to have some cake after this. We're going to get you to 100,000. We're going to play our part. Yes. We're going to play our role. For all of you guys watching right now, Rebecca. Rebecca Barrett. She's at 90-something thousand. We need her at 100,000 ASAP. Subscribe. And have your women in your life subscribe so she can kind of give them some knowledge on how they can be good wives. And mothers. Go ahead, Rebecca. What you got? I mean, what can I say? How can you follow that? <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I'm happy that I could be here. Thank you for inviting me for your 100th episode. This is awesome. I've been a regular on the show, and mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I can share this message to more people out there. And if you're a woman and, you know, you're stuck in your ways and you've been following a certain path, for a long time and you're not getting the results that you want, husband, kids, if that's what you want, right? Uh, you can follow me on um, YouTube at Rebecca Barrett. I give good advice on marriage. I do educational reaction videos. Um, and yeah, there's another path. There's another way of life if you wanna explore that. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I can be here with my husband, that he came down, took the day off, came that is down with presence. me. That is called presence. That's how you maintain a marriage. Um, and yeah, I'm just super grateful. And uh, I'm grateful for my mom who let us leave the baby. Thank you, mom, <laughs> for watching that baby. You're like, oh, shit, I forgot to get the baby. Yes. Flo, the baby. in the house, thank you for being here your first time. Hopefully this is not your last time. We've Hopefully, enjoyed it. Please. The El, Sel El Salvadorian El beauty queen. Where can the people find you? What do you want the people to know about you? Bueno, lo voy a decir en español porque soy bilingüe, soy latina y estoy muy feliz de estar acá. <laughs> muy feliz. Thank you so much, um, Nick, for having me. So Adam, man, she said my last name. I got it. Uh, okay. I did. I, I meant to say She was so calling Nick. me sauce Nick all so day. Nick, I got it. I, I said Nick. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> it was, it was it's the alive. It is a, Yeah, the Spanish. It happens sometimes. Adam, sauce Nick. <laughs> hey, if you say my name like that, you can mess it up as much as you want. Bueno, si nos equivocamos un poquito, pero estoy muy emocionada y muy agradecida de estar acá. I'm very grateful for the opportunity of being here. Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Miss Florence Giselle. It's a little long, um, but I promise that aside from the pretty photos from modeling, I also love to spread positivity on there and remind people that they have a purpose because the day of tomorrow is not promised. The next five seconds are not promised, and you matter. You have a purpose. You, were not in, you are not in this world just because. And I think that once we know that, and we are aware of that, we start to find a little bit of positivity on our day-to-day. -day. So Look at that good-looking shot right there of Destiny and Florence right there. <laughs> Look on the TV screen right there. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll say, uh, <laughs> fuck you for putting me next to the tallest woman I've ever seen on the show before, okay? <laughs> Number one. You're upset that she's tall and gorgeous? Well, I'm just, she, she should sit right there, Future right Miss next Universe. to you. I just figured. 5'11", what is that, four inches taller than you? She should be over there, yeah. I'm six foot, buddy. We'll I'm, go uh, back to back right now. Six foot, is that in European measurements? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Instagram.com. This is why I invite Destiny yeah. out here to roast me on my 100th episode. Thank you, Destiny. Instagram.com slash Destiny, YouTube.com slash Destiny, Rumble.com slash Destiny. Oh, you're on oh, Rumble, Rumble now. There you go. Yeah. By the way, you don't look that short compared to her right there. I think Thank that's all in so your much. mind. Wow. I think you look great. It's Thank a glasses, Destiny. Look. Okay, yeah. By the way, you do speak Spanish. Oh, you're making it worse. Muy poquito. <laughs> Muy poquito. Okay. Destiny, you crushed it on Tim Pool's podcast yesterday. That was great. Thanks. Uh, what else you got coming up in the works right now? 
Uh, if I depend on how quickly I drive, I might do fresh and fit tonight. We'll see. Oh, oh. there it is. Okay, Natalia, any final thoughts? Uh, Yes, quickly. Um, First, I want to say thank you all for joining us today on the podcast as guests. You know, thank you for, you know, speaking your mind and giving us your perspective and being vulnerable in some areas. That's really appreciated, you know, especially for our 100th episode. Um, And I just want to say congrats, Sauce. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, you you put in the work. You know, I'm I'm giving you eyes from the outside. I'm somebody who sees you put in the work. I'm somebody who sees you the long hours. I see the work, the, the love you have behind the company. And, and I see it from that perspective. So I'm very proud of you. I am grateful that you allow me to be a part of your journey and your process and be your co-host. And as you can see, I've been working on my reading skills so that I can stay oh here with God, you, you know, and, and go to 200th episode. So thank, thank you. you and congrats. I appreciate that. Should I, should I pull the destiny and be like, fuck you, don't give me yeah, a compliment? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or just say thank you, and I appreciate that. Whatever. Do what Sauce Man would do. By the way, I do like that idea of destiny being around more. We had this, like, love-hate like thing going on so. that I really respect. I don't know. I like it. No? I just thought it was just hate-hate. No. <laughs> just hate-hate. This is what I do. I invite destiny. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for being here. 100 episode i look forward to doing a hundred more a thousand more i think we're just getting started here at yes. valuetainment next week we're gonna have a live audience here for pbd podcast uh rudy giuliani dave rubin are gonna be here some big stuff going on i think destiny will be back soon. oh we got some strobe lights destiny don't have an epilepsy situation going on here just keep it cool but i really more than anyone you know who i appreciate the most you guys at home because you guys watch every single week we're delivering value and some of that attainment that we like here at Valuetainment, and we genuinely, genuinely, genuinely want to see you guys out there get paid, laid, and do it your way. <laughs> so keep keep on, keep keeping on, and save that money, and enjoy your weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do this weekend in South Beach. Okay? Ooh. Peace out. We're out of here. Bye. <laughs>